What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock. Before we get started on the latest episode of Plyrock Nation, wanted to take a second to invite you to check out our Facebook page where our live show is, www.facebook.com slash Gamer. So come over, check it out. Come join us most nights, 9.30 p.m. We'd love to have you. I'm out. Peace. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Ply Rock, and oh my gosh, finally, episode four. It's been forever. I appreciate everybody being so patient, waiting for me to figure this out. I promised you guys a co-host. I scavenged the ends of the earth, and I thought, who could be a good co-host to a president? Who could be on equal footing with one of the greatest presidents of all time, President Ply? Was it going to be a senator? Maybe a congressman? Nah, they're lowly. You know what I did? I went out and got us an emperor. All right? Emperor Oracle from Oracle Games is in the house. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. What's going on, Ply? How are you, dude? I'm so excited we're getting this going. This is going to be awesome, man. We got a lot of big things happening. We're making waves. Making waves, dude. Tsunamis. So this new podcast, me... And the Oracle Empire, the Emperor himself. We are going to be talking games, talking movies, talking everything that you could think of from wrestling to sports, whatever comes up. If you guys have show ideas, make them sure you send them to us too on our pages. By the way, before we get started, Oracle, where can everybody find you on Facebook? You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Oracle Games. And we just, we play a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, first person shooter games and i'm big into you know horror games we're going to be playing a a couple really really big good names coming in the future and uh it's just going to be a great place to hang out you know if a president thinks i'm pretty cool um come and check out the (laughs) empire president ply actually thinks you're the best dude that's why you're here we only have the best on the ply rock nation which by the way this show is going to in the future be called the Empire of Nations. I thought that was perfect. Hey, so, look at that. <laughs> anyway, so Oracle, first and foremost, I got to ask you, since you were one of the first people to come into my stream when I started streaming on Facebook, one, how did you find me? And two, what got you into streaming in the first place? Like you ended up starting doing it a little Ooh. bit later. Okay. Well, uh, loaded question. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a loaded question. Well, you know, I had been playing Fortnite for a while, and it was kind of like my personal introduction to the battle royal community. And uh, I, I had been playing Fortnite for a little bit, but it was kind of hard. There's quite a bit of sweaties in the game. It's really hard to get anywhere with it. If you uh, if you're no good, it's going to be really hard to get good. Um, so I, I went in search of you know other battle royale. PC games and uh, I found out H1Z1 was free on PC, so I ended up I ended up picking it up and I was playing a couple matches and I was having trouble balancing my recoil and everything. So I figured I'd you know hop on and see if I could find anybody who was playing H1Z1 at the time. And I didn't want to. <laughs> and there's me. <laughs> yep. And I I didn't I didn't have a, a Twitch account or anything like that. This was just purely my Facebook. I'm like you know what? Let me just see because Facebook's getting huge. So I figured I would at least take a look. And 
first person that came up was you. And I sat there for a little bit. I watched and uh, you taught me a couple things. I ended up taking second place quite often. And nice. um, we were <laughs> we were just having fun with it. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? This guy is this guy's a really cool guy. Average guy, you know, laid back, real chill, not really a super try hard in the streaming thing. You know what I mean? So I figured, you know, what? let's just hang out. And yeah. uh, that's what I that's what I've been doing, dude. I, I hit that follow button, got them live notifications and I've been there ever since. It's a really cool place to dude. be. Really, you were there like you were like numero uno, dude. Like I took a huge risk. I was on Twitch for about a year and I listened to a podcast called Professor Broman, who's a big time streamer on Switch. And uh, by the way, shout out to Professor Broman. He's awesome. But he uh, he kept saying on his podcast, if you're you know, if you're going to try to make it in the streaming world, in the gaming world, why would you go to Twitch? There's so much competition. Go to Mixer, go to YouTube gaming, go to Facebook gaming. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. And I finally just said, you know what? I've been on Twitch for a year. I met a lot of great people on Twitch. By the way, anybody who's listening to this from Twitch, I love you guys. I miss you. But if we're really going to go for it, if we're really going to try to do something and create an incredible community, let me just take a risk, dude. And I just came over here and it's been amazing ever since. And I'm actually so glad that Kyle, the Emperor Oracle, was one of the first ones to find me because he has literally been there since day one and held my hand a little bit and been there to support me and always been in the show. So I really appreciate it. And then and then he started streaming himself. Yeah. He started building his own empire. And I yeah, went, whoa, I let's go. So tell us what have you know? I see you're playing. You play Apex, right? You've been a Fortnite guy. You're playing Apex. Yeah, but I want to know. Wanna, I don't want to really use Fortnite as a crutch. I feel like uh, that, no, no, no. I get game it. Being as big as it is, you know, it's it's very easy to fall into that. Oh, he's just a Fortnite streamer category. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, and that's not the truth, man. I'm I'm really excited for Titanfall three to come out. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm a big dying light fan personally. Like if I had to say, Ooh. what is my, what is one of my favorite go-to PC games? And I'm going to, I'll say it every time, dude, it's, it's dying light by Techland. It's, it's so good. The story, the story is astronomical. It's a better love story than twilight. Um, it's, it's smooth. It's relatable. And you know what happens, you know, what happens to the protagonist and the antagonist. Did you just say it's a better love story than twilight? Well, yeah, because, you know, some video games will throw that love twist into things. And it's all about this. The The whole story for Dying Light, the first one, is yeah. you're, a, you're a secret agent who gets dropped into this, you know, uh, war-torn city with a guy who has secret information and you need to get it. And you, the first thing that happens to you when you drop in is you get bit by one of, this, one of these infected. And yeah. the girl who saves you, you – you and this girl and her boyfriend end up trying to get away and this girl's boyfriend dies. Well, you fall in love with the girl and you just kind of do everything that you can to try to protect her, her and her brother. And uh, it ends up being like a really sad part where both her brother and her die. And it's a choice that he has to make and yada, yada, yada. It's Ooh. really crazy. Um, but and then in the expansion that comes out, you find out what happens to him. Eventually, he runs out of medicine and everybody who any anybody who was infected you know, eventually turned. If you weren't infected, you were safe. But uh, the main the main character was infected. He got bit the first day he was there, and he ended up uh, he ended up passing away. He ended up becoming a zombie, and one of the strongest zombies in the game. And you can do that in the PvP mode. It's very similar to Evolve, if you've ever okay. played. Okay. 
Oh gosh, I played Evolve on launch day. Don't don't let us get started on that. But uh, I was so yeah, excited but for I Evolve. <laughs> I started streaming after watching you for a while. I was like, you know what? I work forty hours a week. It looks like this guy does the same thing. Um, yep. I'm in. A, I'm in. A, I'm in. A, actually, if I'm going to be real honest about things, uh, I'm in kind of a weird spot. I ended up having to move home, and I'm kind of chilling with my parents right now. And yeah. uh, but I just started. You know, I'm I'm an assistant manager at a. Uh, at a very nice store, we're 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 doing very well, and uh, I'm looking I'm looking at a promotion yeah. this year, so that'll be real nice. Dude, that's awesome, man! I love it. Um, the other thing I was gonna ask you because you obviously you keep talking about the PC, the PC, the PC. I've been a console <laughs> gamer my whole life, so a lot of times in our chat in the Ply Rock Nation, is we kind of get into this PC Master Race console. Oh yeah. Wars. Oh Why yeah. Why do I you? Will. What's the what's the benefit right now for the everybody listening? What's the benefit would you say to somebody who's strictly uh, PC games? Because I am strictly console, so I'm going to go after you. Go ahead. It's uh, it's if you're going to look at it is in terms of a performance base. Um, okay. Computers run off of a CPU GPU combo versus consoles, which I think consoles are practically an APU, which can handle both graphics and processing at the same time um mm-hmm. it's pretty much just like one unit that's kind of pushed together inside a box not real whole lot of breathing and i don't know if you noticed but xboxes and you know playstations they get real hot after a while yeah yeah that's just because the... you don't have you don't have proper cooling you know what i mean <laughs> but if you I have, just pour if water you have on my liquid, no you don't do that never pour <laughs> water on that stuff I'm man kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um but if you have, let's just say, you know, top of the line computer right now would be an i an i nine unlocked overclockable with a, an RTX twenty eighty Ti, and mm-hmm. that would produce probably four K gaming at maybe ninety to one hundred and twenty frames per second, whereas. Ooh. Consoles are consoles are constantly locked at a refresh rate of the you know a, a refresh rate of sixty. You will and then some games that are hard, like for example Assassin's Creed, one of the ones that I play very frequently, is yep. uh, it's a very taxing game on the system. It's it's not really optimized a whole lot yet for the for the PCs, and that's what they're working on right now. But mm-hmm. um, it's a good it's a good game to benchmark your your system in because it's it's really hard on the it's really hard on the computer and uh, a lot of people will play it on a console and they'll be like oh you know these are these are beautiful graphics 4K graphics but you know what there's a big thing that PCs have that consoles don't and that is a graphics setting window oh yeah we don't you have can, that you can no, go we don't and, have that you can set any graphics setting to whatever you want. And, and that's another thing that, that kind of goes into the final the you know, what I like to call my whole stake to the heart. And it's uh, <laughs> you don't you don't develop a video game on a console. You always develop a video game on a computer. Video games are always created on computers. Then they're kind of burned onto a platform for Xbox or PlayStation. So it always comes from, you know, an AMD system or an NVIDIA system. Computers will say that every time. Like, you'll be able to tell. Most yeah. uh, most games, if they were created with an NVIDIA system, it will say uh, NVIDIA gaming the way it's meant to be played or something like that. And then if it was a game that was created on an AMD engine, it, yeah, would, it would say AMD Ryzen gaming. 
Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'll say, hashtag PC Master Race, everybody. I'm a PC gamer for life. I uh, I will I will stick by my my roots, man. I built my first computer at like nine, ten. Yeah. And I built my first gaming rig at like thirteen. And um, let's just say it was so big and it was so powerful that when you would turn it on, have you you've seen Ghostbusters, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You remember, you remember when they turn on the proton pack and it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my, that thing. My first gaming rig, you would power it on, and it would sound like you were powering on a proton pack. Wow. Really? Yeah, man. NASA used to call oh, me asking crap. me. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now the reason why I've been a console gamer pretty much my whole life. Number one is because I'm going to date myself a little bit here. You know, when I was a little kid, best Christmas I ever had was the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, that uh, Santa had brought me, and I never looked back since. Oh, man. Classic. Yeah. So as I progressed through the consoles, and I did, like we were discussing earlier before we came onto the the, uh, podcast here, I did build my own computer once, and I learned a hard lesson while I was building it because I had been a console gamer my whole life. I thought that once I bought a computer that I could do whatever I wanted on that computer, just like when you buy a PlayStation – you put in a PlayStation yeah, game, it, it's and that's the same. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say, though. Just in terms of convenience of use, you know, for people who aren't building their own PCs or, or know a lot about PCI Express 16 slots and all these other things, you buy a PlayStation game, you put it in your PlayStation, it just plays. So when I built my first computer, I had to build it because I put in a game, which was Doom 3, everybody, which is awesome. If you haven't played it, go play that right now. I put in Doom 3, and my computer gave me the middle finger and said, not a chance. And I went, dude, what's wrong with my computer? And then I oh, ended up spending no. like like $600 to build a computer that would play a $20 video game. So I learned my lesson on that. But So I would say, number one, I, I totally agree with you that right now, and it'll be forever because PCs, you can change them anytime you want. You can upgrade them anytime you want. You buy a PlayStation or an Xbox, you're locked into what Microsoft or Sony has designed for you in that moment, right? Yep, yep, so, exactly. And so here's definitely, the kicker. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was, well, I was just going to say, the, the, the difference is in terms of why I, I prefer the console over the PC besides the convenience is it seems that, and believe me, it's weird too, because when you talk about cell phones, I'm a big Android guy as opposed to an Apple guy because Apple locks down what it does and Android kind of lets you do whatever you want. So I enjoy that freedom. But on the console, it's just like uh, games like God of War, Um, Mm Spider-Man. Well, not so much with Xbox anymore because Xbox is doing everything it can to spread... Uh, Microsoft Studios everywhere it can. I mean, it, ha- it, it it makes Windows, it makes Xbox. It doesn't make any sense why those games should, weren't on both platforms all the time. But Sony has so uh, mastered the first person, the first party studio, that when these games come out, like Days Gone comes out in a few weeks, April twenty sixth. Um, we just got done playing through. Um, what was the game I put? Well, I did play through God of War. I did play through Spider-Man and those games didn't appear on the PC and they didn't appear on the Xbox. So, no, but do you know what is coming to PC by the middle of next year? What is red dead redemption Two? 
Yeah, <laughs> I love Red Dead Redemption Finally. too. Finally, but PlayStation but, yeah. had it a whole year ahead. <laughs> yeah, so did Xbox. I get it. You know, so I I would agree with you in spirit that the PC is definitely the best way to go. But for people who just don't, you know, who can't mm-hmm. break down b- boxes and figure out motherboards and everything else, P- yeah. console gaming has come a long way. Like my PlayStation four pro is my baby. Like I hook it up to my 4k TV. That thing looks nice. Like it, and I don't have an Xbox one X, so I can't speak for it, but man, red dead redemption two on the PS four pro. I have Ooh. always, if, if I lean toward the console side of things, if I ever were to fall back into the dark side, I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely fall back into, uh, into PlayStation because, you know, growing up, PlayStation was PlayStation's been a lot, around a lot longer. The only one that's been around a lot longer than PlayStation was Nintendo, and you know yeah. uh, those those guys were you know excluding you know and not to not to stab any anyone in the heart here, but excluding you know uh, Atari and those guys and Sega and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Nintendo kind of became the pioneer for video games at that point in time. But oh, Nintendo was so any... dirty though back in the oh, day, dude. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. they were so I dirty. Agree. Let me let me just tell you real quick about Nintendo because I grew up right in the uh, right in the heyday of Nintendo and Super Nintendo were kind of like my prime time, you know, elementary school, middle school right, gaming right. years. And they used to put this thing called Nintendo Seal of Approval on their games. So when I you bought a game, those, yeah. You used to think, and by the way, games in the 80s and 90s were still 50, 60 bucks, like 80s and 90s dollars, which today is like 90 bucks, right? Our parents were buying us these things, but, and they were, you know, now a ringtone on your cell phone has more information than, you know, Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo, but the seal of approval that they put on those games used to make us all think, oh man, Nintendo, check this out, dude. Like, this is the real deal. Like, this game is going to be good. And then you'd go home with Back to the Future by LBJ uh, Studios, and you'd go put it in, and it was the worst game you ever played in your life. Oh, my so, God. And also Nintendo, uh, uh, there were competitors coming up to Nintendo, and they were making cartridges for the Nintendo Entertainment System that would – that I don't know if you've ever seen the Nintendo Entertainment uh, cassette, the uh, discs that don't – cartridges, sorry, that don't look like regular Nintendo cartridges. They're kind of like weirdly shaped – yeah, like they're or, they're not like uh, they're not like the normal cartridge. I I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like Gauntlet. I think was one of them for Nintendo. It was made by Tengen, was one of them, and it was it was had a little bit different of a shape, but it worked in your Nintendo Entertainment System. Nintendo squashed those companies real quick, and like just knew how to monopolize, so to speak, that market. They were smart. I'm not dogging what they did because they were smart business wise. Oh yeah, but, they, they, um, they were. They were definitely. <laughs> geniuses about the way they approached the net the network that became video games funny quick story about nintendo real fast uh, so when i was a little kid there was a game called mike tyson's punch out right mm-hmm. love that game greatest nintendo game ever for me when i was a little kid so mike tyson happened to get in trouble some legal trouble uh when that game came out right and he was going to jail for a while so nintendo didn't want to be associated anymore with mike tyson so they what they did was they started publishing in my Nintendo Power, which was like my video game magazine. Like every month I freaked out for Nintendo Power. They started publishing that a new Punch-Out was coming out this year. And everybody was excited. We're like, oh, man, the new Punch-Out. Dude, this is it. It's going to be great. 
So the next Christmas, I get Punch Out for Nintendo. I run into my room. I put it in my Nintendo. I'm sitting down to play it, and up comes Glass Joe. And I'm like, all right, I fought Glass Joe the first time, so all right, maybe it's just the same dude like the first dude, right? Right. So I end up. I end. And by the way, my parents spent another sixty bucks on this thing. Don't so you just I love through, parents? Yeah, dude. <laughs> my poor parent. Now I know how it is. Pop apply. But so I went through. <laughs> I went through the whole game and I got to the end and everything was exactly the same. And I got to Mike Tyson, and they changed his name to Mister Dream, and they bleached him white. And that was that was it. And they they what they did was he still had the gap in his teeth. He had the same haircut, the same moves, and they just dude. called him Mr. Dream, dude. And they advertised it like it was a completely new game, dude. It was so messed up. I was so pissed. <laughs> happened. Came out of my room crying, dude. This little kid just so upset on Christmas morning. My, my mom's like, what happened? I'm like, this game is a fraud, man. Like, this I was losing my mind. <laughs> I think I actually used the word fraud. So anyway... Uh, let's talk about, I know you're huge into apex and I know you're liking it right now. You're streaming it a lot. Oh yeah. Make sure guys, by the way, you go check out Oracle gaming on Facebook. Um, you've played a lot of Fortnite. You're playing a lot of apex. I don't really play Fortnite anymore. I did a while ago, so I haven't played since the planes and the golf carts and everything yeah, else. Yeah. That's a whole lot of nonsense in my opinion. What is going on with Fortnite and Apex? Is Ape, does Apex have what it takes to, sort of, Apex, to stay there? Apex definitely has what it takes to to feed the fire that is the Battle Royale gaming community. Okay. Um, if I had to say anything really, really cool about it, if I had to put my own personal statement, my own personal opinion about it, um, Apex may be, you know, Fortnite's back on top, but that's because Apex hasn't really done a, done a little bit. They're like, oh, you know what? Everybody's everybody's always into the the fad, the flash. They they want the they want the boost, they want the bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want the now. Uh, yeah. And I've noticed that Apex is getting ready to play that long game. They're about to uh, they're about to release their first season tomorrow. I heard of that, dude. And I heard about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty you- cool. New character, right? Didn't they confirm a new uh, yep. operator? What they're what are they called? Oper- legends, legends, operators. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely they're bringing a new legend in. Do and, you happen uh, to know his name? Octane. Yeah, Octane's Octane. gonna be Octane's right. gonna be a new legend. I don't know what his ability is gonna be. If I had to guess, it's gonna be you know he's gonna be he's gonna have like a speed something with speed or something with fire. I don't know. Octane makes me think fast or fire. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw a picture of him earlier today when I was like flipping through gaming news looks and like stuff. Borderlands. It looks just like Borderlands, dude. I'm like, well, this is this is the dude on the cover of Borderlands. So we'll it s- looks like a psycho from Borderlands. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's going to have the same crazy mentality. I mean, it is a Source Engine game. Um, I don't think Borderlands was Source, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Borderlands, I think, is the one game that holds the record for Plyrock here. I've bought that game more times than I think any other game in history that I've ever bought because I own it for like everything. PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, my PS Vita. I own Borderlands 2, Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition. I own uh, uh, what's the the Uh, pre-sequel. Borderlands 1, I actually really didn't like that much because there was no characters and really no story as you went through it. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. 
it was like when you went to a town or whatever, there was like no NPCs walking around. There was just claptrap. Everybody else was like always behind a door or talking to you from like a, a, a cassette or something. So I loved Borderlands 2 and I just, but then I was like, I'm, I'm so mad at myself for buying Borderlands 2 so many times, like because Gearbox has really, they chapped my ass with Aliens Colonial Marines. Like, I don't know if you remember that story. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm a massive Aliens dude. Love science fiction. Aliens is one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. It's probably pretty damn close to one of the greatest action movies ever made. So when they announced that Gearbox was going to be working with Sega and they were going to create an actual sequel to Aliens and it was going to be canon and Fox Pictures was going to recognize it as the sequel to Aliens. Like forget Alien 3, forget all that garbage. We are going to show you what happened on LV-426 after Ripley leaves, right? Yeah. So excited for it. And then they show this demo at E3. Do you remember this demo they showed like two years before the game came out at E3? It no, was no, in, if you get a chance, go on YouTube and look up the E3 demo for Aliens Colonial Marines. And uh, the guy, I think his name's Randy Pritchard, who's the CEO of, excuse me if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, of Gearbox. He came out and showed a demo and he's like, this is actual gameplay. And they showed this demo that was like the most amazing demo ever of Marines fighting aliens in Hadley's Hope from the movie. And lightning's in the background and rain's pouring down and the aliens are hunting you like crazy. And it was just insane. The crowd was going nuts. And then two years later, they released this piece of garbage game that wasn't finished, (laughs) looked nothing like the demo. The story don't was a true. Don't you love when video game companies do that kind of thing? Dude, th- you know what the oh, sad oh, thing yeah. was? The sad thing was Sega didn't even really know what happened. What happened was, uh, in t- according to the lawsuit, which I think Sega ended up settling or won with Gearbox, Sega paid Gearbox a ton of money to make Aliens Colonial Marines. Like a ton. Did they really? And they took that money and made Borderlands 2. And then what they did was they subbed out to some little mobile gaming type company to make, I think they were called time shift, I believe. And they were like, yo, go finish this. We're going to go make borderlands. <laughs> and yeah, have fun. <laughs> the game was so bad, dude. I actually own it. I was thinking about streaming it again because <laughs> it's so bad. Well, you know, that's what I love about streaming, dude. That's why I ended up having to kick out a troll the other day because he was like, oh, you're such a bad streamer. You won't play what your people want you to watch. And I'm like, you know what? That's the thing. Uh, I stream because it's, you know, it's kind of like a release for me. It lets me de-stress. Yeah, you, know, you guys are, absolutely. You guys are hanging out with me and watching what I play. No, I, don't, I don't owe anybody anything. No. You if you what don't I mean? like what's going on, change the channel, dude. For real. Like, like it's not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. No, it's all good. So. This fo- is so. What's going to happen here in the next six months? I'm gonna I'm gonna put your feet to the fire here. Apex and Fortnite. Does Apex continue to lead the way? There, so you think Fortnite? You think Epic Games is going to come back with something pretty big? Oh, they're going definitely. to. Yeah, because they're sitting on a cash cow there too. But I think it honestly attracts different gamers. I think honestly, the people who are playing Fortnite that are a little bit older, I could be wrong, are we're looking for something. Uh, just as good, just as tight, worked just as well, but didn't want to be involved in that building mechanic anymore. 
because uh, Fortnite Fortnite does kind of skew to a younger uh, demographic most of the time. I mean, I've seen their numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think they were looking for maybe a little bit more uh, mature might be the wrong word, but they're looking for a little bit more mature in terms of age community to play with. And maybe Apex will take advantage of that. Like I'm I still going to promote might. H1Z1 all over the place because that's the original bad boy. And H1Z1, I have not played it on the PC, so don't send me hate mail. But I have played it on the <laughs> PS4, and the PS4 version is unbelievable. I'm begging you, Daybreak Games, while you listen to this podcast, can you please just come over and give us the maps and give us the new cars and the guns and everything else that the PC has? Because your entire – everybody who plays it now plays it on PS4. It's a fundamentally different game. It's made for the controller. It's fast. It's a simple battle royale. And Plyrock's actually good at it, dude. So can you please hook a brother up? HBO. Just get over there and get it going. So you're saying, so now in terms of Oracle Empire, are you going to be, you said you were going to be streaming some horror games. Uh, You were looking into um, getting into Titanfall 3. So what's your plan? Let's just go over the next few weeks because we're going to be doing this every week, baby. So what's your plan over the next few weeks for the Oracle channel? Like, do you have anything? Are you, is it strictly apex or are you going to be moving into other things? Um, apex. I really like as, you know, like my main go to, you know, she's, it's fun. It's, it's, I'm, I'm good at it. I don't know. I don't know why I'm good at it, but I'm good at it. And, uh, it's, it's fun. And it's just uh, it's a nice way to de-stress. Sometimes I get sweaty, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I won't. Yep. I won't ever. Oh, shout out to Hellraiser for getting sweaty. He knows who oh, he is. Oh yeah, he know he oh, knows gosh. how he gets. He, we all know Holy about his salt. sweat. I call him the Eric Cartman of battle royales, dude. Like he just flips out when he dies, dude. And he kind of gets mad at us because I'm like, dude, let's just do it again. Let's just do it again. Who cares? Let's just do it again. He's like, we died after this. Bro. Right. Like, I don't want to be so, here no more. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome, dude. But, uh, all right. So you're going to be doing apex. Uh, I, you were doing a, uh, weren't you doing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for a while? Like you sent me some uh, clips I, before you start streaming. I still- I still play Assassin's Creed. I'm uh I'm working my way into the DLCs of the whole game and uh I'm honestly I'm waiting for a couple of things to drop. I know Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is coming out as well. I might mm-hmm. take a revisit gander at that kind of push through that storyline because who doesn't love a story arc about the American Revolution? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're going to revisit Assassin's Creed 3, is that what you just said? They, yeah, they uh they remastered it and um Oh, that's right. They remastered it. That was yeah, a great game. It's, oh, it's so good. I love that game, dude. And I did like Assassin's Creed 4. That's the Black Flag one. That's kind of mm-hmm. when I fell off the Assassin's Creed bandwagon. Because uh, it, it, Unity... Uh, 4 is definitely my baby. <laughs> yeah, 4 was great. Unity started... To, I was like, eh, I'm good. And then there was Unity, and then you know better than me. There was like three in a row that were like, dude, guys, take a few years off, man. Like, this is getting bad. And then they came out with uh, Origins, which kind of restarted everything, and and it it started to get good again. And then you've been talking up Odyssey forever, and I haven't played it yet. 
but you have been telling me, Ply, what are you doing? You got to play Odyssey, and Odyssey, I think, is on sale on the PlayStation Store this week for like twenty bucks, the gold if, edition. If you if you feel like it, man, it's worth it. The it's one of the best Assassin's Creed I've ever encountered. It's full open world. It's literally like an art. It's an RPG at this point, and mm-hmm. it's it's you make your own choices. There's four or five different endings that can happen based off of your choices for the main story alone, mm-hmm. and. Then you have, you know, the the options you get for the sub stories and the story arcs there. Um, but it's it, it's kind of pretty dang cool to, to watch and have the ability to um, experience because I have I grew up playing Assassin's Creed where it was like a one track arc. You followed yeah, what they had they told you to do. You, you know, you got everything done that you needed to get done yep. and you just kind of moved on. Um, so to see them go in this direction, it's very, very cool for me. They needed to. I think they needed to. I mean, it was the same. You know, you get the map, you unlock the areas, you move your way through the main story, and then you're done. And then you go back to the, the future, which nobody really liked. And then you go back to being the assassin. <laughs> so I like the fact that they really mixed it up here and, and you know, started talking – uh, started doing gear like you get gear scores now so it's kind of a looter right it's a looter uh well yeah slasher. you definitely need to loot it's 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 kind of like uh it's literally an rpg like it's uh yeah you have to hunt to get your materials you have to kill to get your materials you have to you have to destroy ships to get certain things that you need um and just certain other things like that yeah absolutely i can't wait to try it it's so definitely the- a trick on the Plyrog Nation side, obviously, if you guys have been watching the show, it's all about right now the Division 2, which is another Ubisoft game. And just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Ubisoft always throws in a million missions, a million things to do, whether they're tedious or not. <laughs> I can't, some games are tedious. In the Division 2. They can two, be. They definitely yeah, they can, can be. Division two, and I was I hated the Division 1 when it first came out. Like I, I, I played it for a few hours. I was mesmerized by it for a few hours. And then after I got like my fourth colored beanie for my head as loot, I said, dude, this is getting unbelievably boring. So I I think I made it to like level eight or nine. And I was like, I'm done with this game. So people started talking about it a few years later, like, hey, man, you should play the division. And I'm like, dude, that game sucks. I played it a few years ago. I fell asleep playing it. They're like, nah, man, they change it. They change it. I'm like, all right. So I ended up going back to it. Uh, about six months or probably about a year ago and fell in love with it, dude. They never gave up on it, which is an Ubisoft uh, staple. They never give up on their games. Rainbow Six Siege is a good example of a game that was pretty rough at launch and they really cleaned it up and made it popular. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Six is a big game. People are playing that for money. That's yeah. a, that's another thing that I want to really kind of get into is because, um, you know, I think it would be really, really, honestly, super cool to that become game's a hard, competitive dude. player. <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, while we're talking about that, shout out to Reaper Gaming, Jeff and the crew. So make sure you check out Reaper Gaming, too. You can find his link on our pages. They are getting into professional Rainbow Six action on really? YouTube gaming. Yeah. And I've played a few times. I've guest starred on his stream a few times to hang out with them and play Rainbow Six. And, dude, unfortunately, I've been... I've been raised on Call of Duty, right? So when I play Rainbow Six, it looks like Call of Duty, but it's nothing like Call of Duty. So I'm dead. They use me as cannon fodder. They're like, Ply, go out there and just run across that parking lot to the building. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Get, get their the, attention. 
Yeah. So they shoot me. So then, then Reaper and all those guys know where, uh, know where to shoot, know where to go. So, but shout out to those guys. They're big time supporters of the show, dude. They're awesome. Make sure you guys check them out on YouTube gaming. They're always in our, our shows. They're always hanging out with us. They're great guys. Uh, back to the division two though, dude. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about picking that one up to be honest. There hasn't been a game and it, it's sad with some of the, with the, with the the state of AAA games, the way they release into us right now, there hasn't been a AAA title like Ubisoft in uh, Massive Studios. Really, didn't have to take too many risks. They listened to our complaints. They listened to the community. They fixed a lot of things in Division One that we were looking for. They took all that knowledge and they just moved it over to Division Two with a little bit bigger of a scope. Uh, a few new things to do, and it is incredible. Like I can't even, and it's I don't know if it's incredible because Anthem was such was not very good when it came out, and everybody was looking forward to that looter shooter. Uh, that's in a very rough state right now. They're having problems. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard that that didn't go off so well. Yeah, no, that's not doing so good at all. And there's been a lot of other stumbles by AAA. A movie stu- uh, not movie studio, AAA video game studios yeah. like yeah. Uh, EA has been just flopping all over themselves right now with Battlefront 2, Star Wars game with the loot boxes. Uh, that was atrocious. They released Battlefield 5 after insulting all their customers, uh, and then they released it half done. So Battlefield 5 sales are down like, I don't know, 80-something percent compared to the year before, and Call of Duty's just trashing it. You know, Call of Duty itself doesn't release a single player story with their game. And then on top of that, even though I like call of duty black ops Four, you know, there's in their, uh, in their store, you, I mean, you got to spend 50 cents or a buck to buy a red dot uh, for your gun. I mean, give me a break. So for division two, for these guys to come out and put together what is truly worth $60, like truly like it's almost a steal for $60. Uh, and then to give us a year's worth of content on top of that for free, there is a, uh, year long pass that you can buy for, I think it's 40 bucks that will give you early access to those expansion packs, like a week early. It'll give you some cosmetic items. It'll give you a few other like little bounties and side missions, but for, for them to say, we are not going to split up the community. We are not going to charge for the first years, the first three big expansion packs, the raids, everything that's coming. And then to give us like, it's almost a hundred hours easy worth of gameplay in the division two, just to, just to see pretty much what the game has to offer. You get through level 30, which I haven't done yet, but I'm close. You get through level 30 and the whole game changes again. Like everything you've done is done. And the whole map changes. A uh, new enemy type shows up. There's end game raids, which we've all been asking for. The loot system is brilliant right now. It's constantly rewarding you uh, all the time. Like I know the big problem with Anthem was it wasn't rewarding you at all. Uh, and really, then, they weren't getting their they weren't getting their rewards for all of that stuff. There was a huge problem in Anthem where it was dropping like tons of like garbage all the time. It would never really reward people. And then there was a bug that happened in Anthem where it started dropping like all the good stuff all the time. And then everybody started really enjoying Anthem a few weeks ago. They were like, oh, this is really good. Like, And so immediately uh, BioWare patched it 
and it went of back to <laughs> so it went back to so I'm hoping Anthem makes it, dude. Like I was pretty intrigued by Anthem. I don't really trust EA to be honest with you, but Bioware I did, and I was like, dude, this is like this looks pretty good. This looks like Iron Man on steroids, you know. Iron yeah. Man meets uh, Destiny. This looks pretty cool, but uh, then it just started flopping, and I was like, dude, and it, and it it's not as big of a flop as like Fallout seventy six. And I don't want to mention Fallout 76 too much on the podcast because I don't want to get sick and puke on my microphone. But I was so looking forward to that game. And that game was absolute trash when it came out. Like it, it's Yeah, still, it was rough. I'm a Fallout fan. I love Fallout 1, 2, 3, Vegas. Uh, Fallout 4 was okay. I enjoyed it. I didn't go back to it again after I beat it. But I still play Fallout New Vegas. I was so excited for it, dude. And then you play Fallout 76 and you're like, this is Fallout 4, like they took all the assets of Fallout 4 and they just moved it over to a multiplayer map and they did not, like all the same bugs that are in Fallout 4 are in Fallout 76, but they're worse because it's online. And it's just, Oof. I can't, yeah, it's bad, dude. And I I didn't pay the full price for it because within a few weeks good. it was on sale. Good, so good. I ended up picking it up for like 40 bucks, but still I've tried to play it. I've streamed it a few times. I met some really great people playing it. Uh, but then even the people that I met playing it on the show who came in and played with me, we ended up moving on to Apex, to the Division 2, to other games, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm going to highly, highly recommend the Division 2. It's, even if you didn't really like the Division 1, I think they've done enough here to win over skeptics of the Division 1. If you don't like looter shooters, stay away, dude. Like this yeah, is definitely. Not, this is not... Ghost Recon, which is another pretty good game, but this is not Ghost Recon. This is not subtle. This is not, you know, if you get shot once, you're dead. Move over here. You take that side. I'll take this side kind of stuff. This ain't SOCOM Navy SEALs. This is basically Borderlands 2, third-person view, dropping tons of loot. The game is balls to the wall, action all the time, tons of enemies coming at you. Uh, if you enjoy that type, and you, and especially if you have friends to play it with, it's not as fun solo, but if you got friends to play it with and you guys are going to make a clan, then it's incredible. So I'm going to highly recommend that, dude. With that, let's move on to the next section of our podcast right now. So we actually got some new games coming out, dude. We want to go over the new games that are coming out over the next week or two. And we got some pretty big ones. Some of them I haven't heard of. Some of them I have. Maybe you have, Oracle. We're going to check these out. So on the PC, we've got March uh, coming out, Left Alive. I think that just came out. Have you heard of Left Alive? I have not. I have not been following that one. I'm going to be real honest with you. There's only a couple games that I've really noticed. I'm excited to go through this list. All right. Let's check this out. So we've got... Left Alive, which just came out, Bonds of the Skies, which came out for PS4, PlayStation Network, and I don't know what NSW is. If anybody knows, maybe that's Soldier Boy's console, NSW. <laughs> I don't know. The Occupation looks like a big one. Came out on March 5th on PlayStation. I don't know what that one is either, so eh, we're going to pass that one. Let's see. Eternity, The Last Unicorn. Oh, boy. 
That's something my 10-year-old would like. RBI Baseball 19. Jeez, I remember RBI Baseball when I was a kid. Uh, Oh, Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. I played Night Trap when I owned the Sega CD for the Sega Genesis. I don't know if you've ever seen or Googled or had the Sega Genesis console tried to like extend its lifeline years ago. So instead of like PlayStation had just hit, PlayStation was coming out and Sega was trying to keep up with them and they weren't ready to release uh, the Sega Saturn yet and the Sega Dreamcast and all that nightmare. That had all that new stuff coming out. Yeah. So they created like these add-ons for the console and there was one called the Sega CD that would plug into the Sega Genesis. And there was another one called the Sega 32X that was supposedly make your game 32-bit, not 16-bit. And you would have to plug all this into your Genesis, and then it had three adapters to plug into the wall. And if you remember those old adapters, they were like the size of your fist. So it basically looked like a Franken machine that you had to hook up. But Night Trap was a game that was full motion video where these girls were having like a slumber party uh, in some mansion. And you had to look at these video cameras to make sure that there was a killer in the house and he didn't get the girls. This game Ooh. like caused all sorts of havoc with like Congress, the government. They freaked out. It was it was like a Mortal Kombat level freak out before Mortal Kombat happened. And they they re they re released it on the PlayStation Network. Like that is insane, dude. So I'm actually going to check that out. Oh, Devil May Cry 5. Why didn't even we think of that? I haven't played it yet. I, uh, I actually have uh, a free copy of that game. No way, I, yeah. no way, dude. No way, dude. You got to stream I just, that. I, I, I probably will. There's there's just not a lot of hype behind it right now. I've got one friend who's playing it. He says it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have to actually activate my code and get it. I actually got it free when I bought my graphics card. Wow. I want to check that out. So when you're streaming that, make sure you let us know, dude, because I actually really enjoyed Devil May Cry 1, 2, and 3 for the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 3. I didn't really like the reboot too much that they did. I mean, it was a good game, but I kind of missed the old Dante. It looks like with this one, they brought back Dante, So, but it's got the other guy too. So yeah, I'm curious to see what you think of that, dude. I'm going to let you handle that one, and I'm going to be there watching it when you do. Obviously the it's division, good. hell yeah! Obviously the division two came out. We know that that's game of the year right now. There's nothing else competing with right that right now. From simple stuff right there, man. Division yeah, two's killing it. Oh, uh, you got MLB the Show 19 coming out on PlayStation Four. That's clearly the best baseball game that comes out every year. I'm a huge baseball fan. For those of you to watch the show, no, my Indians baby, let's go. So I'm excited to check that out on March 26th. The Walking Dead, the final season, episode four. I'm curious to see what that's going to end up being like, considering Telltale Games has uh, bit the dust. Assassin's Creed Remastered, which is what Oracle was talking about, comes out on March 29th. So those are the new games coming out. You you said you were excited for Assassin's Creed 3, the remaster. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed 3 is going to be very good, in my opinion. I think it's going to set a style. and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna bring back a very good story, because in my opinion, the K, the uh, what was their fam, the, the Kenwood. Uh-huh. So the, there's a, there's there's two different bloodlines to the assassin bloodline, right? Yes. And um, they they kind of merge together, and uh, they 
how, how do I explain this? They, uh, the, you have the mother's lineage and the father's lineage, and this follows the father's lineage. And yes, you kind of it, it's the Assassin's Creed three, Assassin's Creed four, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Assassin's Creed Unity, and um, I'm trying to think if there was one more that all have to follow with the same story arc. Now. Um, Assassin's Creed got insanely complicated, by the way, around this point. So yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to take oh, it slow yeah. for all of us. Uh, it became like, remember the show Lost? Yeah, it like basically like went like I don't think Ubisoft realized how popular Assassin's Creed was gonna be when they first released like the first one. So like I didn't think they thought that it was gonna be like their big AP for a long time. And so they just had a really good story and it was pretty tight. Like the first game was a little repetitive, but it had a pretty cool setup. Like it was, you know, you didn't realize you were really in the future until like halfway through the game. And, and, uh, but I think it, they really started to like compound on themselves. Like they had to keep adding all this crazy stuff. It's kind of like, remember the Saw movies? Like, yes, no, they didn't plan on making eight Saw movies, dude. Give me a break. By no. The time, yeah, no, they did not. By the time you got to Saw 4, like Saw 1, 2, and 3, okay. Saw 1 was a masterpiece. Saw 2 was okay. It was pretty good. Saw 3 was like the ending. The dude got his throat cut. He was dead on the table. Like, okay, it makes sense. You know, uh, it, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, but it makes enough sense to be a trilogy. It's cool. Game over. But the movies kept making money. So then you got Saw 4, 5, and 6, which were just ridiculous. And then you get Jigsaw. I think there was Saw, the final Saw, the Saw within the Saw Part 12. And they're, try- and they're trying to keep Tobin Bell in the movie. So they just keep like doing all this weird stuff with Tobin Bell. And it was just like, enough is enough. You know what I mean? So Assassin's Creed kind of- Yeah, st- let the man go. Yeah, it kind of started to feel that way, you know, around Assassin's Creed 3 and 4. Where the game itself was really good, but the story, like they, st- like you had to have a master's degree to keep up with what was going on, dude. To be honest with you, it- for a while there, if you, yeah, it got real intense, ver- really intertwined, really, really entangled. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so you're pumped up for Assassin's Creed, dude. Now, I've got one piece of news before we uh, we finish off with uh, talking about the crossplay. I got. So the other day, everybody knows Facebook and Instagram had this huge problem where they mm-hmm. they basically crashed their servers. Uh, they they for like a um, for pretty much the whole day around the world, Facebook and Instagram were malfunctioning, weren't really working. So I read an interesting article the other day about it that while Facebook and Instagram were down, there's two periods where they were really down. They were down from like 10 a.m. to like. 2, 3 p.m. And they were down from like 5 p.m. to like 10 p.m. at night. So those were like the two times where Facebook was just flopping all over the place and trying to get their stuff back working. And that rarely happens with Facebook. So (laughs) all of a sudden during those two times, Pornhub just happened to pick up like 323% (laughs) of internet traffic and and like two on the, on the, uh, from the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. section. And they were up 221% between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. So I thought that was hilarious that somehow when the world goes down and can't talk to each other on social media, they just immediately went to Pornhub. Like, what does that say yeah, about our society? Like, like, everybody's got a thing. Oh, right? my gosh. Was that funny? 
So I was laughing about that when I read it. I was kind of like laughing about it, but I was like sad inside. Like, really, guys, instead of going outside, smelling some fresh air, hell, maybe you go to the bar and have a drink and maybe you meet somebody so you don't meet, need Pornhub. <laughs> Everybody went to Pornhub, dude. I thought that was hilarious. Instantly, yeah. It was like, oh, well, Facebook's down. Best thing to do is beat off, yeah, right? it's funny. <laughs> so, t- <laughs> so tell us while we fin- before we finish up here. What's going on? What's the rumors you heard in the gaming industry here about Apex? Are we getting crossplay? What's the deal? Yeah, they uh, they definitely have been hinting at it more and more. They said that they they didn't want it to be uh, something that they focused on on day one. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get the game solid, and you know what? That's I'm very happy with their decision to do so because not a lot of games like you were talking about uh, Colonial Marines. Not a lot of games were were released with full you know um capabilities like they they weren't they weren't fully finished so to say mm. and uh yeah, fallout to, to see apex yeah yeah fallout yeah to see apex to see apex come out as cleanly as it did i'm uh i'm really happy i'm really happy with it so i mean I, it's definitely kept me content <laughs> good now let's hope sony lets them do it because yeah, let's hope, let's hope Sony does it because that was the big thing to do with uh, Fortnite was allowing the uh, crossplay between Xbox and PlayStation. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was Sony, and I was sitting in the position that that they're sitting in, clearly far and ahead above the Xbox One in terms of units sold, I wouldn't allow crossplay either. So, as a bit from a business perspective, I would be like, if you want to play with the biggest community of gamers and you want to play the best games, you come to the champ. The champ doesn't come to you. So I can totally understand. But I think if they would have been honest about that when people started really beating on them about Fortnite, like, why won't you give us the crossplay? I think it would have handled better. Like, I think they're allowed at this point for this console generation to beat their chest a little bit because they've done such a fantastic job of holding back their competition. I will say this. When the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were rocking and rolling and the Xbox was rolling all over the PlayStation 3 for numerous reasons, PlayStation went to the to Microsoft and said, why don't we do cross-play between the PS3 and the Xbox 360? And Microsoft straight up shut them down. I remember that. Yes. So for Microsoft to kind of cry a river the other way wasn't fair either because Sony had already approached them in good graces to say, Hey, can we do this together? So, and they had already said no. So, if I was Sony, dude, I would have just came back, slapped them. I'd be like, tough titty. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you tough, re- tough titty. <laughs> you guys had your chance. I don't know if you remember uh, a couple years ago at E3, Microsoft, when they were first releasing their Xbox One, they weren't going to let people share games. They had like a weird convoluted system for borrowing a game from your friend. Yeah, weird, weird rules. Like yeah. The like you couldn't, you couldn't even use the same disc on a different. Yeah, so Sony came Thing out. For a while. Yeah, so Sony came out and made that funny commercial with the two guys, and they're like, "So this is how you share a game on PlayStation Four? Hey, can I borrow that game?" And the dude's like, "Yeah," and he handed him the disc, and he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, because yeah, very simple. Microsoft wasn't going to even allow people to buy used games when Xbox One first was coming out. They were really hammering on used games, which would have killed GameStop pretty much immediately, even though they're kind of have a slow death going on right now. But oh yeah, that's just amazing. So anyway, excuse me. Sorry. That's all right, guys. This has been our first podcast together. The Empire of Nations. It's been great, man. I'm so glad to have Emperor Oracle here. 
why don't you give us where your show is located one more time, which I will also put in the show notes below. Go ahead, Oracle. Tell us where to find you on Facebook. Yeah, guys, come on. Stop by. Come see me. We will be hanging out at facebook.com forward slash Oracle Games. Nice. We're going to be playing lots of games. I'm playing around with Streamlabs. We're always going to be trying out different things to make the stream look cooler, feel cooler, and be a, be a cool place to be. While uh, not being too annoying. Oh, that's always <laughs> so a good thing. come on by and have fun. And you can catch me at facebook.com forward slash Gamer. It's the Plymouth Rock Gaming. I'm live most nights, 9.30 p.m., except for tonight because we're recording the podcast, but it's all good. Most nights we're live, 9.30. I am a variety streamer, but right now it's all about the Division 2. If I was playing the same game, though, over and over and over again, I think I would lose my mind, so... I'm so glad that you guys hang out with a schlub like me while we're playing H1Z1, while we're playing Apex, while we're playing Division 2, God of War, Spider-Man, everything else we do. So, guys, it's been awesome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Share the show. We really appreciate it. We're going to be back next week. This show will only get better. This was our first one, so we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us and helping us get through this first one. It's been a really good time. And Oracle. I will see you on the yeah. flip side, baby. I'm out. I will catch you on the flip side, buddy. All right. Peace. Peace.